Cheers. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off at still smooth productions <laughs> oh big golf huh all right well see you later and the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world i think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and chipotle at st bales Friends, welcome in to episode 56. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We are the Bold Nonsense Boys. Uh, and we have an episode for you. Sans a player. But we'll get to that. Firstly, welcome in. The red light is on. The red light means stop thinking, get a little senseless with us. Episode 56 on 3 15 2019 that is march 15th of the year 2019 uh, you just make it your own put a little spin make it your own yeah spin <laughs> throw a curveball at him let him know you here i'm at walsh disney you took journalism yeah get out of here to my left live in charge actually on the real mic is at still smooth mr pto I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to me. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> can we just get a quick start? <laughs> Man, nobody can. Nobody congratulates or gives themselves love. You know, we talk a lot about self-love in our society. I'm good at you've that. You've got it down. I'm good at that. You've got it down. It's just, you know, you got to have a smile on your face. Yeah. But it just it just seem a little off. Things seem different. Well, that's because I'm not being interrupted every sentence <laughs> by at St. Bales. What an idiot. Who thought, uh, you know, actually he's moved on. He's He thinks he's too good for this podcast now. Yep. Guy gets a little bit of the star treatment and it's just like, well. We're going to, instead of St. Bales, we'll call him Sabbatical Bales. <laughs> That is good. Yeah. How long did it take you to think that? Was that? A, that was a quick that one. That was right on th- That was a like quick one. I could see yeah. it in your eyes. Bing. <laughs> Bales. Yeah. Man, wherever he is. I hope it was ha- worth it, man. <laughs> how, how do you feel? Right about now, how do you feel? You know, we're out here. We're drinking some nice stuff. We got the class going. We're cheersing each other. And you're uh, what? Just dicking around? Hey. We all... Have to live with the consequences that we create for ourselves. Yeah. I hope it was worth it. I have so much coming to me. When I miss a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I don't pull any punches yeah. when people miss. Yeah. And it's, oh, ooh, I will never miss again. I love it. You're just building it all up. <laughs> uh, 
We're actually going to give you the rundown this week before we get to random thoughts because we have a lot to cover. Uh, We are going to talk uh, a lot about some NFL stuff. There have been so many signings. We had over 45 signings, seven trades, and six free agent players, uh, people who became free agents. We're not going to talk about all of it. We will get to what we get to, the big stuff, and we will definitely mention... Uh, some of the some of the medium signings, just so people aren't confused when next year rolls around. But we we want to focus more on our basketball because that's that's in full swing. March Madness is coming. We got some stuff to say about that. The NBA playoffs are coming. You know we got stuff to say about that. So much has happened, and Major League Baseball is kicking off. We're just all over the place. Golf is going. The players, man. The players, and then. We're going to give you Recess, a game we've never played before. So be ready to learn a new game and have some nonsense with us. Then we'll get to PTO's picks. Well, we'll just have a nice conversation. Love it. Um, Trying to iron some things out. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a smooth pod. Smooth. Smooth. Smooth like the scotch we're drinking. Love it. 16-year-old scotch. Over the gums and through the lips. Look out, stomach. Here we go. Let's kick this pot off. That's over half our lives. Wow. Yeah. But just but kick it off. Yeah. No, I was going to say let's kick it off with some of our own genuine thoughts. I have two, I have two random thoughts. How yeah. many do you have? I, ha- I have two, but one of them is not genuinely my own. Okay. Uh, Should we get my genuine, let's not get that one our out. own yeah, let's out of that the way? Okay. Yeah. I saw this the other day. Uh, others might have seen this on, on social media. In 2014, Giannis sent all of the money he possibly could to his family in Greece. He then realized he couldn't afford a taxi ride to his game that night. He started to run to the Bucks Arena until a couple recognized him and asked him if he needed a ride. So this is one of Giannis's early years in the league. Wow. He sent so much money to his family he could not afford a cab and had to get picked up by some nice family. That great story, you know what I'm thinking about though, is say it's you and your wife and you're driving and she's in the in the um, passenger seat. Yeah. Do you have the stones to tell her Giannis is sitting in the front? No. Or do you tell Giannis he gets in the back? I tell Giannis he gets in the back. But what if he doesn't fit in the back? His legs. Or do you he take... He was literally running That's to, the, to the stadium. That's true. I think he'll take whatever he can get. Or do you, this might be the play actually, and then I want to hear what you have to say. I'm going to change my play. I'm going to have my wife drive, Giannis shotgun. I'm in the back taking selfies with Giannis, like, you know, like angle myself. I'm sitting behind my wife, so Giannis is kitty cornered to me, and I'm just taking pictures with him. Who's in my car? That might be the play. (laughs) Look who's in my car. Look who's in my car. (laughs) Here's what I want to know. Yeah. And I could f- easily figure this. Oh, I don't know if I could because I don't have a date on here. How good of a game did he have? And if he had a great game, does he continue to just get a ride with a random family? Like put some out on Craigslist? And then there's the payroll. What if they become, what if they get looped in on the payroll as the drivers? Wow. That's a big career. Talking about falling into your money, man. Yeah. What a job. Yeah. Giannis, good guy. I love you. I'm like everything I hear about Giannis. I like him more and more. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, that's, I can't that's, believe I haven't heard that story before. I I hadn't either. I just heard it. 
That I just stole it from somewhere. Wow. No hey. ads though. Yeah, we to anywhere. We don't plagiarize on this podcast. Yeah. Non-plagiarizing podcast. That you know, I it's not plagiarizing if you bring, add your own thoughts onto the end. That's how yeah. I wrote all my papers. I got through college like hey, that. Hey, yeah, we did it with our intros <laughs> <laughs> and our drops. <laughs> we're Uh-oh. just putting the we're putting the pieces of the puzzle together, baby. Well, lucky this isn't getting graded. We're making a symphony. <laughs> I love it. Uh, no, well, uh, <laughs> let's get to our original thoughts. Good thoughts. So, thank you. This is going to be terrible podcast, uh, terrible podcasting, but I want to show you what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, we'll just we'll make it very descriptive so, as I see it. So there are multiple campuses where I work, and yeah. on a kind of campuses. Yes, that's campus I. Campus. Oh, look at you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but one of the satellite campuses, pretty far removed, it's in a business park. And I walk in, I walk into the bathroom, I show up for my meeting a little early. You know, I like to yeah. go on Instagram, stuff like that. <laughs> Just relax. I go, yeah, yeah, you know. So I go into the bathroom, that's where I have my me time. Yeah, they don't call it a throne for nothing. Exactly. So I go into the stall, and I've never seen this before. It was a beautiful bathroom, it was clean. Yeah. But I've, I saw one of these, and what I'm showing my friend and close podcasting partner on my phone is a picture and it's a it's a regular stall, but what they have above the the toilet paper dispenser is a little holder for magazines. And I'm thinking to myself, ah. what a great idea! That that is that's yeah. luxury, right? Pay it forward. And then I'm thinking to myself, no, no, yeah. no. that that is a t- that is the worst a that is the worst idea, idea. a person could possibly have is yeah. have communal magazines, dirty hands in a public bathroom, dirty hands all over that magazine. That is the worst invention. Oh, that's, that's I, brutal. I have ever seen. So again, senseless. I know you're not looking the, at this picture, but yeah. can you explain? But you, you can imagine. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's you know onto the on the right side where the you yeah. get, you get the paper from. Yeah. Just a couple, you know, a couple a foot above it. Yeah. Is yeah the regular magazine holder that you would expect. It's a little magazine. And rack. on first thought, you think. Huh. Good They're idea. thinking of it. What oh, if I want cool. some reading material? You got a ma- reading magazine. Yeah. And then on second thought, you're like, gross. Yeah. <laughs> that is, well, who would ever, even if that would, had magazines in it, I don't want that by my face, no. hovering at the same height of my face. Just, People, hooligans lighting it on fire. Yeah. Yeah. And then just, just the amount of dirt and it, it germs on those magazines. Woof. Yeah. Terrible. So that, yeah. I was like, that, I saw the worst invention that... <laughs> Man has ever created that day, and I took a picture of it. <laughs> you can always tell your children you took a picture. Yeah. Of it. Okay. Here's my, and this was very directed at you, so I'm glad. Nice. You know, I, I, glad I showed how, up today. Yeah. Glad you, <laughs> glad you showed up. Welcome back. Uh, uh, thanks for showing up today. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Bills. Uh, I have a question for you, uh-huh. Spurs fan. Uh-huh. What is up with all the bats in your guys' yeah. arena? What the hell? What it happened that? again, another time. So this is the third I be- time. I believe this is the third time. So it was. Manu. I've seen Manu. I knew Manu caught one, and then this one. This is the only two I've seen. You know of a third. I thought. I thought it, it happened earlier this year. Did one just recently happen again? I don't know the date, but I know it happened this year. Okay. And I just saw everything like explode around it. Did like, Pow get it this, this time? Did you see Pow get it? No. Okay. Um. So I can't confirm if. You saw something this new. This is either the second or the third time. Yeah. 
Regardless, there should be zero times. Yeah. I don't know why it's happening. <laughs> Even more than once. So you pose the two-pronged question. Yes. Bats, do they... Are they just like, is there a heavy concentration in what that is up part of the, the bats in your arena? So one, there's a, there's a security issue, obviously. Bats are getting in. How? Where's the How? hole? Yeah. And then are bats just more concentrated in the San Antonio area? In like the desert. Do you see more bats in the desert? Or like hot, humid places? We or have do bats you... here. That's in the, true. In Oregon. So bats aren't exclusive to a type of climate. <laughs> I don't the, think so. The jig's up. <laughs> I don't know about bats. I skip the bat part of the zoo because bats creep me out. Yeah. So I don't know much about them, but I know they're in San Antonio's arena all the time. Yeah. And I don't know why. I, I don't know why. And it's a bad look. It's a terrible look because it's not... It a, looks dirty. It's not a crappy stadium by any means. Yeah. It's nice. But it makes it seem dirty from the outside. Yeah. It's and a like real get your, Oakland Raiders get style, move. very Oakland Raider, which is your other team. So yes, you <laughs> you're a fan of you know dirty what, teams. You know, you know what? Where I'm surprised that didn't happen. Hmm. Talking Stick Resort Arena. Oh, what a seems dump. seems like it would have fit. What a dump. <laughs> it would, the two things that would have fit are are bats and and your little magazine holder in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> talking stick, right? Talking there. stick. Yeah. Anybody thinking about going to a Suns game? Ha, huh, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Good time, don't but leave, don't expect a lot. And don't leave a toilet magazine. <laughs> Definitely not. Those are my two random thoughts. Uh, uh, I wish I had a better answer from you, but that's fine. Give me your last one. Your last random thought. Okay, let me let me pose this. Pose it. He's running. So I thought He's of back. The, I thought of this random thought last night. Look at look at my ceiling fan walls. Yeah. There are three lights in the light fixture. Yeah. However, I only have one of them that actually works right now. The other yeah. two light bulbs are burnt. Burnt out. <laughs> the last the second one burnt out last night. Uh-huh. So I was like, man, that's that's also a, a terrible look. I have one functioning light bulb out of the three yeah. light bulbs in my living room, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, well, I have two options. Do I leave it like this or do I replace the two light bulbs? <clears throat> and I w my lazy self was trying to make an argument and justify why I should leave it looking like that. Can I try and guess what it is? Yeah, yeah. Because if you replace all three of them at the same time, then they're all new and they should all go out at the same – then they're on the same timeline. Oh, okay. Going, well, that's not, not it. No, but okay, I, like, tell me yours. I like it. I was trying to justify leaving my life fixture like that because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm saving energy. I'm, I'm, I'm reducing my bill. I don't so, know how much that helps your carbon footprint. So, so <laughs> Al Gore. So, so I was like, am I doing my part <laughs> by saving energy by just having one light bulb that's working instead of three? I, I, don't, I don't know. So <laughs> to be honest. it was more of a money play. I was like, okay, am I saving money like, yeah. by having one functioning light bulb? I wish our electrician friend was here, but he took the week off. <laughs> am I drawing the same amount of wattage by turning on that light bulb, regardless if two of the three light bulbs are burnt out? Am I paying the same for the amount of electricity that I'm getting right now? Then um, I would... You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and does that change I, if I remove the, the dead bulbs or not? 
You know what I'm saying? I really wish I could do a bit on pretending I knew. <laughs> I know so little about electricity <laughs> that I can't even pretend to know enough to do a 10 second bit. Yeah. That's it, how little I know about there, electricity. There's some stand up there's works. some stand up piece there, but I don't I, I, I don't know. But it's not for me. Yeah. No, I have no idea. For right now, I'm just going to leave the one light bulb in. This is what it. I would say. Is you, you give it the rest of the week, and if the last one doesn't go out by the end of by the next time we podcast, yeah. then you replace all three. But don't replace two. Yes, you got to unless do all it comes three. in a four pack. If it comes in a three pack, replace all three. I feel like the the GEs of the world would be those sons of bees that would sell like weird quantities of light bulbs so you either got to buy oh, two yeah. packs or oh, like yeah. a, an industrial pack Smart you know? <laughs> yeah it's like, like the like frans no ads <laughs> selling the odd number of bit of uh bread slices is that wait they that's a thing have you ever noticed mm-hmm. that you all if you if you use two every single time there's always one left over i don't buy bread very often or if at all but that is sick i Shocked. This got on my radar a couple years ago. That is a random. Oh, yeah. thought. Let's talk about that for a little bit. If no, that is a sick that is move. Diabolical. <laughs> what a yeah. psycho. <laughs> um, talk about not okay. Yeah. Just, just taking us for all we got. Yeah. How you, dare they? And, or should we? Should we be look? Okay. Let me pose this. You have the odd number of bread. Do you get? Is that a bonus slice or have you been ripped off by one slice? You have you been shorted a slice? It depends <laughs> on the, the deal for the two loaves in one Oh, at the same time. Because okay. then, then it evens out. Okay. But if, you, if it's like, oh, we don't have, we don't sell two. <laughs> we just have the single packs. Right, now you're screwing me. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, now I'm shorted a slice I, and I know I it. want your manager, your manager's <laughs> manager. Uh, who started France? Who's running this place? Who is Fran? <laughs> Get Fran on the phone. I've got words for him or her. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. If it comes in the two-pack, then it's like, all right, I I see what you're doing here. Yeah. um, Am I too cynical? Thinking that, like, that's shady? No, because I would never think of that as a bonus slice. And I didn't know that I was being duped my whole life. I mean, if there was, like, an extra slice of of cake in a cake thing, that's, like, bonus cake piece. Great. Extra slice of bread? Nah, not really enough. Not really good enough. Or if you get like the, yeah, I, I'm all for like the, sometimes life gives you a little bonus, you know, like the, the stray curly fry and the regular fry, oh, yeah. you know, like that's oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. Good day. But, uh, <laughs> no. Finding the dollar bill in your pants pocket, your Ex- old pants pocket. Exactly. But, uh, great. no, this is a different case and this is not okay. Friends, if you're listening, which I hope you are. And no ads for Franz, like you said earlier. Oh, well, yeah. This isn't a glowing ad if it is. Yeah. Hey, stop it. <laughs> hey, stop. <laughs> the Bold Nonsense Podcast is coming for you. Yeah. Not okay. We see what you're doing to us. Unreal. Um, what is okay was those random thoughts. Those were okay random I'm thoughts. tired. <laughs> We've got a long podcast yeah. to, wow. to go in. That was, that was a lot. So let's move on and let's go to trivia. Trivia! Trivia! <laughs> trivia, baby! Oh. <laughs> Jeopardy. Gonna make that your final answer? You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? Trivia! I am going to read last week's trivia question, which I was not here for. No. But I do like it nonetheless. Last week's trivia question reads like this. Who 
has the record for the most points scored in an NBA playoff game. Mike only read it once last week, so yeah. I'll read it twice. Oh, nice. How good of you. <laughs> who has the scoring record? Who has the most points? Who has the record for the most points scored in an NBA playoff game? Fight through it. <laughs> Michael Jordan was 63 he be- against he the Boston Celtics. He better guys' first guess. Yeah. Like, even if you didn't know, just yeah. throw them out there. You're pick most the, likely going to be right. How about you pick the most famous basketball player? Yeah. <laughs> when I wrote this, I was like, this isn't a great question. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they can all be winners. They can all be gold. Um, this week's. This week's is closer to gold. Maybe it's a, uh, a rouge. I like it. I don't even know. Is rouge red and gold? Uh, I don't know what rouge is. Me either. Uh, but I believe it's that. It. Who currently holds the NBA record for steals in a career? I'm nicer than Bales, so who currently holds the NBA record for steals in a career? Bales, we love you and we miss you. Can't wait till you're back next week when you'll get the answer to that question. Nice. Maybe read by him. Who knows? As we go to the news. I've just been handed an urgent news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. Here we go with the news. Like we said, bunch of NFL stuff has happened, but obviously we can't cover it all or else this would be like a three and a half hour podcast. So we're just going to read some of the, the big signings and then talk about the really big stuff. So, so yeah, signings and trades. So we're just going to talk about before we get to stuff that we, we would like to really dive deep into. That's NFL changing. NFL changing. I like that. So here we go. Carlos Hyde signs a small deal with the Chiefs, one year, $2.8 million. Frank Gore signs with Buffalo for one one year and $2 million. Actually, he and Shady have the most combined yards by any running back duo ever. Landon Collins goes from the Giants to the Redskins, signs a six-year, $84 million deal. Whoa. Wow, that's a big deal. C.J. Mosley signs with the New York Jets, five years, $85 million. That's also a huge deal. Uh, Sheldon Richardson signs with the Browns, three years, $37 million. That makes a pretty good D-line there. The Packers went all in on changing their defense, signing three different defensive players. Zadarius Smith, four years, $66 million. Preston Smith, four years, $52 million. And safety, Adrian Amos, four years, $36 million. That's a lot of defensive money. I just got to say something really quick. I love the name Zadarius Smith. Like, it's the craziest first name, Zadarius, <laughs> yeah. and then the last name is Smith. Smith. <laughs> that is a great name. I know. <laughs> um, Cole Beasley signs a four-year, $2.9 million contract with... His future current, future teammate, John Brown, 
also signing a three-year, $27 million contract, both with the Browns. They will be um, some target. Sorry, Bills, thank you. They will be the targets in Buffalo this year. I love the John Brown acquisition, and Cole Beasley, I think, is heavily, heavily underrated. Uh, The Ravens also signed Mark Ingram to a three-year, $15 million deal. I think that's a steal for Mark Ingram. Again, I don't know how how much of the workload. I think he was a nice complimentary piece in um, in uh, New Orleans, um, but I don't know how he'll work out in uh, Baltimore. But uh, I think that's a, I think that's a deal. The Ravens also signed Earl Thomas, four years, fifty-five million. I actually heard a really cool thing that they usually play a deep safety. They went from Ed Reed to Eric Weddle to Earl Thomas. Nice. Those are three pretty good safeties. <laughs> nice. Tyrod becomes our boy St. Bales' backup to Phil Rivers for two years and $11 million. <clears throat> Yuck. <laughs> the Raiders do what they do best. They raid. They're pirates. They raided Tyrell Williams yes, they did. from the Los Angeles Chargers and signed them to their Oakland Raiders staff. Four years, $44 million. Tevin Coleman signed with the the Niners found a piece of gold nice. in the river, if you will. Nice. Uh, with Tevin Coleman signing a two-year $10 million. Pretty low for Tevin Coleman. Bears signed safety <laughs> Clinton Dix <laughs> nice. to a one-year $3.5 million contract. I, so I wasn't quite sure. I like Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Yeah. Why did he get such a short contract? Is he? He's not, not older. Sure. He's not that. that and he's old. a. He's a good. Kind of. I guess it's kind of a prove it thing. Like, okay. Can you do it in our system? Yeah. Maybe. Um, my favorite signing of the uh, the uh, this week, <laughs> the Giants release. We'll talk a little bit about this yeah. later. Release Odo Be- or trade Odo Beckham, and then sign a. <laughs> Fat contract for Golden Tate, four years, thirty-seven point five million dollars. What the heck are you doing, <laughs> buddy? What are you what doing? What are you doing? And the the very best signing for anybody <laughs> this year was Mister Two Gloves himself, Teddy Bridgewater, signed with the Saints, one year, one point seven five million dollars. We'll back up Drew Brees. Nice. All right, let's go through the the trades that happened real quick. Just a couple here. Uh, these are not. All the ones we gave you were free agent signings. The ones we're giving you now, people were traded for. As in Deshaun Jackson, who was traded back to the Eagles from the Bucks for a sixth-round pick. He also signed a new three-year deal. Love it. D-Jax in Philly. Deep ball. Love it. Michael Bennett was also traded to the Patriots for some t- for 2020 swapping picks between those teams. Michael Bennett going to the Patriots. Probably win a Super Bowl because why not? It's the Patriots. It's, yeah, I'm sure it's gonna work out great. I just for some reason I have no basis for saying this at all, but I just don't see him fitting in with the culture in New England. He's a very outspoken he person. He likes to speak type. his mind, and I feel like New England, your job is to fall in line and execute the game plan. You just gotta do it in the right way. Like he's gonna he's already said I'm gonna protest the national anthem next year by staying in the locker room. Patriots don't care. You just can't do it outside of the outside of the bounds that you're allowed. That's the Patriots system to me. Yeah. Those are the things that we wanted to go through real quick. Things that we didn't want to ignore, 
but also we didn't want to dive deep on. Who? Got yeah, me. Scotch face. Got me. Scotch face. Uh, Got me. The good, uh, the good stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> Let's go through the stuff that we that we are going to talk a little bit longer about. Trey Flowers signing with the Lions for five years, $90 million. He goes from the Patriots to Patriots light in huh. uh, the Lions, who they're apparently trying to just be like a worse version of the Patriots. I don't. This was one of the best Defensive lineman on a Super Bowl champ last year. So, remind me the name of the offense or the the uh, the line coach. Patricia? No, uh, Matthew New Patricia. England. Bill Belichick. New England's line coach. The defensive line coach. I thought yes. I don't know the defensive line. Who's coach. the offensive line coach? Oh, this is it. No, uh, it's. I know it, but I can't remember it right now. Yeah. I was the top of my head. Regardless, I guess my point is what I'm trying to say is people work in New England. Skarnakia. Thank you. People work in New England for a reason, and it's yeah. not like – it's a, not a guarantee that they're going to play the same way once they're removed from that system yeah. and from that coaching staff. I, um, do, I do like this, but you've had, you've had big players there before, big-name players – and big contracts in Detroit before, and it's never worked out. So why would this one? Yeah. That's my that's my big question. Uh, Tyron Matthew signs with the Chiefs for a three-year, $42 million payday. Uh, love it. This comes um, – we don't have this here later on the rundown, I don't believe. Um, the Chiefs released – do they release Eric Berry? Yeah. Do they trade? Yeah. So – I don't know. Eric Berry was on the, uh, I'd say the the back nine of his career. Definitely had some injury uh, injury questions. Eric Berry is a stud. Vintage Eric Berry was nice, um, but this is kind of the uh, the replacement I see. Um, and I've always been a big Honey Badger fan. Uh, I love Eric Berry. Everything overcame cancer. That whole that, the whole spiel from Eric Berry. Great leader. Tyron Matthew. I feel like is kind of the new Eric Berry. Like. A, I, f- I get that feeling from him. Like he overcame a lot from college and really grew up and like going to the pros has been a really good pro was really p- productive with the Texans and just guy who loves ball. He, uh, <clears throat> there was, so- you remember, I forgot what happened right before the draft, right before he was drafted, but there were so many flags ar- around, so many. around, uh, Matthew, but he, to your point, he's grown up so much and he's really become a nice vet. A veteran presence, and like you said, he worked. He was yes, he was perfect in Houston, and hopefully, he fits right in in this um, Kansas City defense. Yep. Uh, somebody who's hoping to fit in is Le'Veon Bell, who signed with the Jets four years, fifty-two and a half million dollars. That's the the big money. Show um, me the money. Show me the money. Uh, well, he didn't get his money back. <laughs> no, he didn't. He definitely lost money. Yes. But. Didn't work out. He, and I've heard some stuff that maybe he doesn't really like, love the fact he ended up on the Jets. But hey, he seems happy from everything he said. He seems like he's going to, he loves being in green. He loves what he, being back on the field. Like, yeah, you took a risk. It didn't work out. Uh, I don't love the way he went about it, but hell, but hey, you're prerogative, man. And now you're on a team. You're back to playing football. And this is what I want. I want Le'Veon to play football because he's fun to watch. 
And to help Sam Darnold, that's going to be cool. That's going to be a huge weapon for Sam Darnold. I'm excited to see him in the backfield in New York. Uh, from what I was reading, um, yeah, you're correct. Uh, the the open market for Le'Veon was mm, way less way less lucrative, let's say, yeah. than what he had thought. But um, he, I mean, I forgot the exact figure, but Le'Veon had better offers out there, I believe. One of them being uh, the 49ers had a more, it was like a three year, um, I forgot the total of the, the contract, but it was a, yeah. a more lucrative deal. But uh, Le'Veon grew up um, a Jets fan, and that's why I ended up signing with uh, New York. And um, yeah, excited to see him back on the field. Yeah. The NFL is better with Le'Veon on the field. Yeah. Bottom line, his career, he did it his way. And. People can argue about how it came off all they want, but he is where he is. True. Um, Le'Veon's previously disgruntled uh, teammate. A different uh, B. A different B. One of the old uh, killer Bs. Antonio Brown traded to the Oakland Raiders for a third and fifth round draft pick. Um, he also... Uh, Antonio Brown also comes with a new deal. Three years, whew, $54 million, 30 of that guaranteed. Cha-ching. <laughs> um, as a Raider fan myself, it's it's exciting. The hype train is here. It's pulled into Oakland Station. It makes me nervous, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. It sh- well... It won't make it don't it won't make you nervous until his guaranteed money is gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's when he changes his mind and decides not to play football anymore. Yeah. The, it, all the reason that he moved was he wanted guaranteed money. He got guaranteed money. That's the only thing that you've got to be worried about. Um, you know, I again, not a guy. I love the way he went about it, but he got what he wanted. And you know, one for two with Steelers getting like trying to play hardball and getting what they wanted with Le'Veon and Antonio Brown. Uh, I don't know how this is going to turn out. And he wanted to play for a contender, and I don't think the Raiders are going to be one. So we'll see how angry he gets. But for now, good on you. Yeah, right? bully for Antonio Brown. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, side note, real quick, and we'll continue to move on. A.B. is the final test for Derek Carr. If he doesn't figure his S out, I f- yeah. Oakland's got to move on. clearly John Gruden's fault. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Then we'll see. If you can't get some sort of productivity out of Derek Carr with a receiver like Antonio Brown, I know, I know he, that he had a Mari Cooper last year uh, or part of the year, but um, it just wasn't working out. They, they could... You, you can point fingers to the relationship, blah, blah, blah. You have a new receiver, brand new receiver, one of the best receivers in the game. If you can't figure it out right now, Derek Carr, you're Bye. Yeah, see ya. Odell Beckham was traded to the Browns for a first, a third, in Jabril Peppers. Whoa. Whoa. What? That's what New Yorkers are. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you traded a, you traded Odell Beckham Jr. And <laughs> <laughs> in, in Ohio, like there's a story like people are calling the cops because people are are celebrating man- so hard, they're acting insane in the streets. A man was screaming, too screaming loud. and flailing his arms. Yeah, he Such was called. He was called 
Or the cops were called on him. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, you know, for the Browns, people calm down. Like, we have no idea how they will respond when they have actual expectations on them. There's a lot of, of ego and personality there. I love Freddie Kitchens. You know, he, and he's getting all new appliances. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> well done. So here we go. Like, Take note of that line. <laughs> it, it'll be it'll be very interesting just to watch them, but they got to be the favorites in their division. They are. Vegas Definitely has them as the favorite be. in the division. Yeah. There's no value left. I've already checked. <laughs> I've already checked. <laughs> PTO. Uh, um, I will say this: that there is a lot, a lot of personality to manage in that locker room. The only thing is there has there are previous relationships that have already been built. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Odell and Juice yeah. went to school together at LSU. They have a previous relationship and they're boys. Odell and his quarterback, Baker, also boys. My so you kind of have this kind of triangle of friendship right there my question is which will segment into kind of our our talk later um how does kareem hunt enter in the conversation enter in that relationship after his eight game suspension does he feel like the outcast i don't know tbd tbd we'll see they're gonna be super interesting my only thing is like do you have does everything mesh and do you have the sense of toughness? Because there's got to be toughness on the team, right? And it's like, uh, it's like that's, that's got to work in too, as long with the stars. Um, speaking of the Kareem Hunt thing, let's just get into that. He has officially been suspended eight games. Eight games. So half the season for Kareem Hunt for, you know, all the things that we've already talked about and gone in depth with him on. Um too long, too short. We got asked that on our live, our live pre-show Instagram thing by one of by one of our listeners. What do you think? I uh, it's funny. I I uh, saw this on Instagram, and all of the posts were, "Is this too short?" Blah blah blah. Only eight games, and then one of our listeners, you know, um, posed a question. You know, is this? You know, is it too long? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Yeah. Saying like, "Whoa, eight games." Um, and I never, I took it as eight games being a little light, to be quite honest. I don't know. I think it might be the right amount of time. Yeah. Obviously there's not a, you can't ever justify the actions and I don't yeah. want to go down that road. I feel like eight games is fine for me. Not, it's not honestly, too short, eight too games is fine for me. Half the season. Yeah. Uh, half the regular season. I mean, that's half the money he's supposed to f- make this year. Okay. So you forfeit that pay, right? Like that's, yeah. Not- I mean, it, so I don't know if how many people know this, but like players in most leagues get played, get paid game checks. So every game that they play, they get a check for that game. No, he is not playing the games. He's suspended. So he is losing that gotcha. money. Um, this seemed about right to me. Yeah. I, I think the, the minimum is six. For any domestic abuse violation, that is automatic six games, two extra added on top of that. Um, yeah, it, I, I, football wise, like the Browns still have Nick Chubb, <laughs> but yeah. but in terms of like Kareem Hunt and his situation, as long as he d- takes the right steps and and he's got this, he pays it and he he takes it with uh, class. 
try and move on. Yeah. That's my thing. No, I agree. Um, let me f- further dive into this Browns. We're going to become a Browns podcast, by the way. Oh, God. I don't know if you're ready for this. I'm not. <laughs> but dive into this. Uh, I know. Dive into this Browns hole. Oh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> how much does Hugh Jackson, if at all, how much credit does he deserve? None. For for the preparation for the beginning development of this team, and second part to this question, do you see the Browns in the Super Bowl? That's that's what the people want to hear. Okay, I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna try and be <laughs> succinct here. Let me let me tell you who deserves credit. There's one guy. It's the current GM, Mr. Dorsey. Yes, it's Dorsey. Uh, Sashi Brown, he deserves no credit. Everyone's like, well, he stockpiled picks. They had picks when he was there, people. (laughs) Don't act like, oh, they didn't have any picks. They were the Browns. He just got a couple extra, and then the ones he used sucked. The the GM after that sucked. Dorsey is to credit for this whole thing. And what's his name? Oh, yeah, it's Hugh Jackson. Uh, No. Zero (laughs) credit, sir. He sucked. The other GM sucked. Baker's good. Dorsey's good. And that's it. I love that you just said that Baker's good. That's I, all I took from that. People, <laughs> people don't get me wrong. Like, Baker's a good quarterback. I just don't love, like, the personality. That's it. Yeah. Teach their own. Yeah. Um, and also, Super Bowl, not this year. I'm, give, I, it a year to, give it a year to bake in the kitchen. <laughs> I, nice. I love that. Uh, good for you. take the low-hanging fruit. You're, you're on. Every time. Um, Hugh Jackson credit. No Super Bowl, not this year. It they have Baker has five years under the rookie deal, right? Because he was a first round draft pick. I think it's four with an option. Four with like the franchise tag being okay. Put on. So let's just say five. So they have a four to five year window to hit yeah. it. I think they make a serious run. Not saying they. I'm not gonna say that they're going to make an appearance in the Super Bowl in the next. Uh, uh, four to five years, but they, I, I believe, I we will see the Browns in a divisional championship game in the next four to five years. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm down with that. Yeah, down with that sickness. Yeah. Um, and then we also have one more. Yeah, let's just. I'm just gonna go through this real quick. D. Ford was traded to the 49ers, uh, for a a. They also uh, they gave a 2020 second rounder. And then they signed him to a huge deal. Uh, five years, $87.5 million. That's a shit ton of money. But <sighs> here's the big thing. You can obviously see where they're trying to go. They've got, remember, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead, D. Ford. So they've got two inside guys, an outside guy. You're talking and about the 49ers. Have, the 49ers, yes. yes, sorry. They have the two inside pass rushers, an outside pass rusher. They go get Nick Bosa. Boom! Other pass rusher. And then you, you, they signed a couple guys at corner. Like, you can see where they're going. The they're 49ers are going to be scary. And this is the thing. They've got an offensive head coach. So one of the biggest theories in football is when you have an offensive head coach, you spend all your money on defense because the offensive guy knows how to take lesser offensive players and make them good. Okay. I little theory for you. Apparently, I'm not a logical guy because that never passed or crossed my mind. Um, but that makes complete sense. I like that. Um, do we want to go into free agents? Uh, we do not want to go into free. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go to the NBA. 
free agents, too much stuff. Let's let's head it. Let's go to the NBA. Let's head it. Let's make let's let's uh, rip through some. Of let's these. go to the league, the NBA, where our Ooh, I like owners you the league, where the owners Das League kick fans out for no basketball games. James Dolan had security detain a fan for proclaiming that James Dolan should quote unquote sell the team. Yeah, this crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> James Dolan is the worst owner in the NBA. Uh, and now he's kicking people out for, for giving an opinion. He's the, he, he calls the fan down, says, oh, you think I should sell the team? How about you don't get to come to games anymore? The fan says it's an opinion. And Dolan tries to tell him it's not an opinion. It's the exact definition of an opinion. He thinks you should sell the team. <laughs> that is an opinion. And then Dolan's... Crazy tinfoil hat man says that the guy ambushed him later. Like, oh, we found out. No, that was a setup by the fan. Get out of town. Not okay. Get out of town. Get out of New York. That town, New York. Hey, New York. We're yeah. done with you. We're done with you. Dolan, we're done with you. Let me ask you this. Who are you? <laughs> Who is you? Who is you? Uh, my second question is, is Steve Kerr? Done with Draymond Green? Oh, my. This is one of my favorite things ever. Uh, you know, I've never liked Draymond Green. I'll be straight up with it. Never really liked Draymond Green. He's super overrated. Kerr apparently is also done. He was caught li with a lip reading. That's fairly good. You know, I can read lips a little bit. Um, and I could even tell yeah. that, that Kerr was saying, I'm so f done with Draymond's shit. That is amazing. I think he's done. You, you can't get out of that. <laughs> you can't get out of that one. Yo, Everyone knows what you said. Yeah, don't try and play it off. We're not dumb. Um, I think each one of us... Um, hey, I'm not going to give our our third member credit right now. He's not on the podcast. He's not in here. You and I, at different <laughs> you times... And I. You and I have, at different times, both said that Draymond Green is the first piece to go in this dynasty. Oh, and yeah. again... I'm going to take, for once, I'm going to take my tinfoil hat off and not be conspiracy guy. But once this Golden State Warrior reign ends or starts to come to an end, Draymond's the first piece to go. He has to. He yeah. just, he's the, he's the odd man out. He's the one that doesn't fit. Yeah. Agreed. I, I'm totally with you there. And he's not a Hall of Famer, so stop saying it. That's <laughs> stupid. Um, let's go to, to something we talked about a couple weeks ago. Westbrook in the fans. Part two. Duh. You remember the MTV shows like the 1990s part two? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I put part I like two that. for. That little callback. Um, anyway, Westbrook had an altercation with a fan in Utah. Uh, multiple fans multiple in Utah fans. now. Uh, one fan has been banned for life. One fan. Did the other one? Both. Get, they both were banned both for life. Were, okay. Yes. Um, and I, I got I to gotta say, you know, I, I feel like I have this. this uh, I don't even know what to call it. Reputation as being anti-Westbrook. I'm totally with him here, especially on the first altercation. But the the quote that the that Westbrook gave about this fan and his wife was too specific. Right when I heard it, I was like, "No way, he made that up." Mm -hmm. That's what that guy said, or that at least that's what he heard. Yeah. And if that's what he heard, totally with him. Ban him for life. Get him out of there. Um, 
And I know a lot of people are set off by him saying like, oh, I thought it was racial. Yeah. But Utah has that reputation as being kind of like uh, the most race, I don't want to no. say racist, but like racial in it's terms a of like hot bed. Fan. It's yeah. a hotbed. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> hot I like bed. it. Hot bed. Yeah. Um, so uh, of course you're going to be in that mindset if you're an African-American player like Westbrook. So like I'm with him there. The second one. And uh, you want to go second one or you want to... I'm going to comment on the first one real quick. So, and this wasn't just a blind banning. What the investigation ended up doing was they looked into this fan's Twitter account and there were multiple cases of racial slurs, derogatory terms, blah, blah, blah. It it had appeared that this was not the only It was warranted, the left hand ban. Yeah. And then on to the second fan who got yeah. banned. This is a little bit more um, nebulous, I guess. So this fan was called the uh, called Westbrook boy. Used the term addressed boy. him as boy. Yes, and, and I'll be honest, I don't know that. Much. I haven't looked into this one like I looked into the first one, so I don't know the age of the fan or whatever. Um, boy can be used both endearing and derogatorily. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this one was derogatory. So since I haven't looked down at it that much, I'm not gonna. It's. Uh, I had this conversation at work today, and you and I mean, you and I call each other or refer to each other yeah, as I boy. Call, I call yeah, you Friends and the guy that. who shall not be named. <laughs> I call him boy. Yeah, we call each other. But boy. it's very clear when it's being used derogatorily, and it was being used derogatorily. Um, and Westbrook repeatedly asked him to stop using that term. And then he would, okay. and then the turn, and then the fan said it even more aggressively. So yeah, again, see you later, gone. Utah, you know, <laughs> clean it up a bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, the owner actually even came out and gave a speech before the last game. Oh, okay, and good. said, "Hey, we're not this. This isn't us. Good, clean it up. Good, figure it out." So good on her. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to to our last NBA topic, which is Serge Ibaka and Marquise Chris fighting. This was a, a little while ago, mm-hmm. early in the week, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ibaka ended up getting three game suspension, while Marquise Chris got one game suspension. This was old school. And I got to tell you, I it's been a while since I've had... Such a good reaction to the NBA. Huge smile on my face. I heard people saying, this, there's no place for this in the game. And I was like, I love this. Yeah. This is the NBA that really fit the way I was raised like and grew up with, I've to ne- be honest. <clears throat> I've seen people choke other people in movies. And, and I've seen like kind of... I, in, I mean, in person, I've seen people... You know, like kind of half-ass, yeah, yeah. like or grab people by the neck. But I've never seen live a real a person actually choke someone and like want to kill him. Like, this is for real. Serge Ibaka went at Marquise Chris. Hey man, don't bring it if you can't if you can't take it. Yeah, you know? I loved it. Yeah, I loved just, it. I, I'm just so sick of the people who are like given stuff, but they don't want any smoke. Yeah. No, no. They'll, they'll give it because they know they can't be hurt back. Exactly. No, not when you're talking to Surge. You bring it, you best to be able to take it. And that's what I liked the most. Both of them threw punches. Chris wasn't just taking it lying down. Mm-hmm. He was ready. Yeah. And I loved it. No, it was a good fight. It was good energy. Yeah. You know, people get heated. Yeah. 
This is this is gladiatorial competition between alpha males, and everyone wants to pretend that they don't get pissed and they don't get heated. Mm-hmm. No, they do. That's why I love hockey. Because what's the best part about the fight in hockey? The fact that it doesn't drag on. Exactly. They fight. <clears throat> they go to the box, and they're good. And then you're dead. And, and yeah, move on. Yeah. Yes. I, hun- that should hun- be able to happen in the NBA as well. NBA p- power plays come in 2020. Oh. <laughs> Four on a- five. NBA street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send Play- it to the box. PlayStation 2. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, I'm going to run us through. That's all our NBA stories. I'm going to run us through some MLB stories real quick. Just kind of mention them, and then we'll move on, try and get us on track in terms of the time of the pod. Um, so here are a couple stories. King Felix, Felix Hernandez, for you Mariners fans, will not start opening day. It broke the longest active streak in the majors, fourth longest ever, and Felix wasn't happy about it. Um, he's trying to be a good soldier, but he's not happy. Here's the thing. Uh, if you haven't called uh, pitching coaches, if you haven't called Jamie Moyer, the old Seattle great, that's on you, King Felix. Learn how to pitch. You don't have the arm anymore. Kyle Seeger is getting surgery on his uh, tendon in his finger after diving for a ball. He'll be out through April. Um, and then a couple major changes come into the, the game. We previewed this last week with Bales and I. In 2019, there will be a million-dollar award for the Home Run Derby, trying to get the stars back into the Derby, which I love. I love that so much. There will be a trade deadline. There's only going to be one instead of the apparent two that they had. I had no idea that they even had two. So whatever. In 2020, big changes. Roster expansion to 26 players. I'm pretty sure that's only a couple players. So that's not the big one. But a three-batter minimum for pitchers. I love that. I love it as well. You don't get to come in and pitch to one guy. That shit takes too long. Yeah, and people were saying like, oh, well, pitcher, this like ruins the careers of of pitchers because they're specialists. Yeah. Well, all those pitchers that say learn to hit the ball the other way, yeah. learn to pitch to both Le- sides of the plate. Jeez. Yeah. Get better. You don't just get to pitch <laughs> to one guy and then leave yeah. and make your $120,000 for that game. Sorry, man. Because you worked for 10 minutes. Yeah. Join the rest no. of us. <laughs> no. The next thing that's coming, no warm-up pitches on the mound after you just warmed up in the bullpen. That needs to change because that's ridiculous. I'd, I'd agree. Absolutely ridiculous. But uh, that's our baseball talk. Changes are coming in baseball, and I love it. The game needs to evolve, and it is. And now we want to go on um, and just talk about – actually, let's go, let's go to college basketball. Let's go to college basketball. Let's talk about uh, a game – in a player that is actually on TV right now. So if we ever sound distracted, that's because the Duke-North Carolina game is happening as we are recording. A lot of tension. And, yeah, and I'm nervous. I'm wearing a Duke sweatshirt in support of the dudes. And Zion has been named the ACC Player of the Year and Freshman of the Year. Now, I originally thought, when I first read this, R.J. Barrett must be pissed. He's averaging more points. He's been carrying him while Zion's been out. But then last night happened uh, where he came back and was much hyped and Mm -hmm. went 13 for 13 with almost 30 points, five steals in the first half, nine rebounds in the first. I was like, oh, wait, no, he is. He's a freak. He is the best player on the the Duke team. Um, So Zion's back. They're playing North Carolina right now. It's tied with 45 seconds left in the first half. What's your... 
Any thoughts on anything with Zion, Duke, UNC? Best player in the ACC, best freshman in the ACC, and Zion's going number one overall, without a doubt. I'm okay to move on. Down, down. Where are we moving on to? Uh, this year, the Bold Nonsense Podcast <laughs> will be yeah, bringing <laughs> will be bringing you a bracket challenge, bracket NCAA March Madness bracket challenge opportunity this Sunday. The Bold Nonsense crew will be creating an ESPN public group for any and all senseless listeners to join and submit as many brackets as they wish again yeah. selection sunday is this sunday the 17th i'm just calling out a couple dates here real quick selection sunday is the 17th okay that's sunday we will send out an instagram post on the 17th that same sunday with the public group name for everyone to join yeah probably a little later in the evening correct March 19th is when the first four play to move into the brackets, but your brackets must be filled out by March 21st, the That's first Thursday. Day. Yes, Thursday next week. Okay. Um, your brackets must be filled out and submitted um, by the 21st. So again, first four play on the 19th, fill out your brackets and submit them to our group, which will be posted on Instagram. The name will be posted on Instagram or reach out to us for the group name. Um, but they must be submitted by the 21st of March. Yeah. So bracket challenge with bold nonsense. You want to come earn some credit with us by beating us. Probably not going to happen. Don't worry about it. Um, forget about it. Forget about it. But you have till the 17th. Try and get them in by the 19th, latest 21st. Yeah. Join us in that challenge. One of many challenges coming up. But we'll preview that later. Um, the players is happening. Who's winning it? Smooth. The players. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is happening currently right I now. I smooth makes me laugh so much. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just does. It happens to everybody. At TPC Sawgrass in Jacksonville, Florida. A uh, quick rundown of notable names on the leaderboard. Tied for first place at 12 under right now. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood and Rory McElroy tied for seventh. Jason Day at eight under. Tied for 10th. Dustin Johnson and John Rahm at negative seven or seven under. Um, Tiger Woods and Ricky Fowler tied for 39th at three under par. Uh, and then uh, Texas, famous Texas uh, alumni Jordan Spieth. Was cut today. Missed the cut at Jordan, plus one. Jordan, come on. Come on, guy. You're better than that. Come on. You're a better player than that. Get it? Because that's players. Oh, there you go. All right. Let's go to our last news story. This one is out of, out of left field and kind of crazy. We didn't even know where to put it. There has been a bribery scheme uncovered by the feds. Maybe it was Charles Tillman, Mr. Peanut, from the NFL to the FBI. Who knows? Probably not. Um, but for admission, there's a federal case, bribery for admission. Basically, this guy had a, a for-profit help, um, I don't even know, business? Yeah. Like to help kids get ready for the, the getting into college, the tests. Actually, Phil Mickelson's kids <laughs> used that business. But he says, hey, we weren't part of that, uh, that all this scheming or whatever. Mm -hmm. And anyway, rich people paid this guy who ran the business 
and then he paid a test taker, SAT proctors, uh, college coaches to help students get into elite schools. And the way they did that, for those of you who don't know, athletes have lower standards um, if they're coming in to be college athletes to get into the school than regular students. So what these people would do was say, hey, this person's an athlete, even though they weren't. Um, to try and get them the lower standards, maybe get them into the school, and then they get paid for it. Yeah, I have a quote here from the New York Times. Not a quote, but uh, I'm no reading the New-, yeah, the New York Times, um, our, our sister newspaper. Um, Don- <laughs> Donna Hennel, one of USC's uh, top athletic administrators, helped more than two dozen students be admitted to the University of Spoiled Children. Um <laughs> <laughs> as as um to qualify to uh get them admitted as um as uh, sport prospects basically yeah. so that they would be um admitted under those standards lower standards, standards exactly so um yeah um so basically they were faking like these students were also were also athletes even though they weren't yeah. to get them the lower standards get them into school for money and the way they got away with it was they ch- funneled it through their charity mm-hmm. which is why they're being they're being uh, charged with like mail fraud yeah um yeah big story how, aunt yeah. jesse what are you doing hey how about how about this if you don't go in if you don't get into a school because you're not that smart, or or not even that smart. But if you don't get into a school for whatever reason, hey, how about you move on to the other one? Yeah, we both didn't go to USC. On to the next one. On and, to uh, Jay Z. And now we're uh, we're running a podcast. We're we're, we're yeah. running a successful podcast. I wasn't even. I mean, I had the lower standards, and I still didn't get into the college I wanted to be in. And look where I am now. Hey, lead podcaster. Running a podcast. Yes. We're not talk about everything else. <laughs> Love it. Instead, we're going to move on to recess. Recess! Let's play some games. I want to play a game. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. This is your time. Oh, boy, is this great! Welcome to the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Here we go to recess where we play a brand new game. For, we've had it on the list for a long time, never been able to figure it out, but we finally did it. It's called Oddly Specific and Senseless Mount Rushmore's. Here's how you play. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. All right, here you go. We do a Mount Rushmore of a very specific topic. This week it'll be best college basketball teams. Of all time. Of all time. March uh, Madness teams. March Madness teams. All right, there we go. Best March Madness teams of all, of all time or college basketball teams because that's kind of what I did. Uh, and then we equate each team to the president on Mount Rushmore. For those of you who don't know, like the two of us who had to look it up, it is Thomas Jefferson, Eleanor <laughs> Theodore not, Roosevelt. Not Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> uh, Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. <laughs> so sorry about that. Oh, man. And then we put, then we place that Mount Rushmore in a certain area. We'll explain that when we get yes. there. So let's just start uh, and go with uh, our teams. You want to go one? You know, I like back and forth. And then we'll go from down to up, right? Four to one? Yes. Okay. 
My first pick for my Mount Rushmore is my 2010 Yukon Huskies, <laughs> led by none other than <clears throat> Carolina native Kemba Walker. The Kemba team. The Kemba team. Yeah. I get, I get where you're coming from with that. Again, a lot of my... Now I'm realizing the game was best of all time. I have the best... I. I have very spe- a specific window, and it's like the best I've ever watched. <laughs> I'm gonna love this because we're coming from this from such different ways. Okay, like, yeah. Okay, because I went best of all time, so I'll give you my fourth team. In just little asterisk, yeah, I excluded the wooden teams, the UCLA wooden. Okay. I didn't get to see them. They only had like the one guy really. It was a yeah. Football. So here's my four: 1982 Houston. Also known as Phi Slamma Jamma, Clyde Drexler, Hakeem Olajuwon, Michael Young, the All-American and first-round draft pick, Larry Mishu, an all, another All-American. These dudes crushed it, and they dunked all the time. They were inspired by Dr. J. Wow. Um, yeah, we... on that. That's a much better team. Uh, yeah, so my, I'm looking at my list right now, and mine all are within a nine-year period. <laughs> so you, this, okay. is, this is the best I ever watched. <laughs> Dude, totally fun. So, so again, starting with the 2010 UConn Huskies, my second pick. Can, you can see why this is the first time we've played this. Yes. Have my, not fleshed out the details. My second pick was the 2002-2003 Syracuse Orange, led by none other than mm. Carmelo Anthony. Let me read off a couple uh, other names. Hakeem Warwick. Oh, I love the Kim work. Was a sophomore that year. Um, and uh, no one else of note. They needed anyone else. Hakeem Work and Carmelo Anthony, the 2002 2003 Syracuse Orange. All right, my third, my number three team, 1991 Michigan, also known as the Fab Five. Nice. That enough said. Very good team. Nice. Um, my. Next team, I have as the 2000, 2002 Duke Blue Devils. I'm so proud of you. This was my favorite Duke team I've ever watched. Let me read this roster of notable names. Jay Williams. One of the, be- one of the best guards, my favorite guard to watch in college. Carlos Boozer. Mike Dunleavy. Chris Duhon. Shane. And Shane Battier. Thank you. Yes. Um, no, this, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm reading off my phone right now. But uh, yeah, you no. Wanna, you want to know how I knew Shane? Huh? That's my number two team. Oh, there, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> the, the Duke. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Duke, so go, in, go, in, go into more uh, detail about I just that. Why do the, you love the that? The exact same thing. This team won the Natty, the Duke team. Chris Duhon was a sixth man. He had That's a good crazy. NBA career. <laughs> yeah. He was a sixth man. Yeah. Carlos Boozer, Shane Battier, uh, everybody you just said. Plus, uh, Jay, Jay Williams was a straight killer. Yes. Before the injury. So, That's... yeah, I'm with you on that team. That's my two team. Do you know what I relate that to? That The day that I heard about the injury hurt me more than I was significant. I felt like I was just this young kid. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, how could this happen? Yeah. You know, like, I equate that to how some people related to Princess Diana's passing. (laughs) 
I was like, dude, I was it's, just like wrecked. I was like, Jay pre- Williams? Is this Diana of sports fans. Yeah. yeah. Jay Williams? You. No, it can't happen. You know what I, I've been learning about you the past couple weeks? What? You're secretly a Duke fan. I what? But you it's just too won't late. admit it. It's too late. You just won't admit it. <laughs> I picked I've got another, some Duke stuff. You can have it. I picked another blue. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a bad blue. Um, which leads me to my overall... Okay. Mount Rushmore. The if you two, say Sean May, I'm going to leave. The 2011, 2012 Kentucky Wildcats. Terrence Jones, Deron Lamb, Kyle Wilcher. Oh, that blue. Two kids from Portland, Oregon. Terrence Jones, Kyle Wilcher, and uh, oh yeah, this kid from Chicago. His name Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, Marquise Teague. Never learned how to shave. Uh, it was a choice. Yeah, no. <laughs> 2011-2012, University of Kentucky so Wildcats. Dead. That was a dominant, dominant team. Yeah, the only time that uh, the only team that could <laughs> overcome Calipari's terrible coaching. I'll go with an even even more different blue. 1981 North Carolina Tar Heels. Yes, even oh, I can overcome wow. my biases. Wow. To to be objective, Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins, James Worthy, Coach Dean Smith. How about them for you? That's the year that Jordan hit the game winner. Really started to become Michael Jordan of uh, that we know today. 1981, North Carolina. Let me give you some honorable mentions real quick. Uh, 2007, Memphis. Oh. D. Rose, Jory Dorsey, <laughs> uh, Robert Dozier, Chris Douglas Roberts. Dozier. And then you know, want to know my next one? Huh. 2018-19 Duke. I almost put that Duke. This is there. not yeah. this is not who won the national championship. This is teams. I mean, we got three three players that might be taken in the top 5. I I I subbed in the 2002 Duke team for that cuz I didn't know if you were going to pick this year's team. Cuz this is going to be I wasn't going to be, a, gonna be, gonna be that biased. Team. They haven't yeah. proven anything. They haven't won anything. But yet. they kind of have. <laughs> but know? they kind of have. Yeah. Yeah, so we have that. So let's go to um, let's equate some to some presidents. Let's match the president. Um, yeah, I don't. I can really know. I can run through the four if you want me. to. Give me the president. Give you again. a little bit of time. It's it's uh, George Washington, it's Abraham Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, and Thomas Jefferson. I'll start and I'll go through all four presidents while you think. Go for it. Okay, I'm gonna equate North Carolina 1981 North Carolina to Thomas. Jefferson. Why? Thomas Jefferson bought the Louisiana Territory. Well, UNC and Michael Jordan, they represent the growth of the NCAA, just like Thomas Jefferson represents the growth of America. Um, Duke, they are George Washington. They each are the head figure of America and the head figures of college basketball. The Fab Five equals Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Is that one guy. It. It's how you say it. <laughs> yeah, he's not very important. Uh, they both changed the country and they changed college basketball. While Houston equals Theodore Roosevelt because Theodore Roosevelt was known for busting large corporate monopolies and giving power to the everyday small business owner. While Houston, the Phi Slamma Jamma, were known for busting rims. Nice. Oh, wow. Quite that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so senseless. I will not be able to give you as good of a comparison as at Walsh Disney just gave the I spent actually a long time on this. That was actually 
pretty well done. The only one I was able to comprehend that, unfortunately, I'm going to be able to equate just one out of the four. But for Abraham Lincoln, I'm going to go with my Kentucky Wildcats. Why? Abraham Lincoln changed America, just as, as you said. America, yes. Abolished slavery. The Kentucky Wildcats changed the college basketball landscape. The one and done. Okay, it, I it's can spreading. agree with that. It's really it, it kind of why I chose it, the Fab Five. Exactly, it proved that it worked. It proved that that one and done uh, could scope could win. And now, now look, programs like Duke are embracing it. Shushet, Coach Shashevsky yeah. is embracing it. It's to the, the chagrin way. of Calipari. Yes, <laughs> to but, the uh, doom of Calipari. Yes, exactly. But uh, that's that's my equation right now. So equation right now. Yes. Yeah. So explain the next part of this game. The here. next part. Okay, so the next part is you decide where you're going to place on the globe this Mount Rushmore. So the way I used it uh, pre-show was you can either put it, you can put it in the middle of New York if you want everyone to see this. If you think this is worthy of everyone seeing it, you could put it in the middle of Wyoming if you want no one to see it because it's just not that relevant. It's not worthy. This one I thought, it's it's kind of relevant, you know, it, it's cool. Mm-hmm. People like this. People love March Madness. So I decided to put this in a uh, near somewhere that's fairly known, but not super busy. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets its due, but it's not constantly seen. I put it in Fort Necessity National Battlefield Park in Farmington, Pennsylvania, just 60 miles outside of Pittsburgh, okay. Pennsylvania. Okay. A nice short drive from a, a major metropolis. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go a little different route. I know don't know how actually capable this is, but I'm going to put my giant mountain statue. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to bulldoze all the lots directly across from your family's house and I'm going to build my mountain right there and you're going to have to look at Anthony Davis's face. Every single day. I don't know day. if I can take that unibrow <laughs> that much. Every single day. You can I look can at Jay see, Williams, too. I can see Anthony Davis as long as it's not Calipari. <laughs> yeah. No, that, yeah. No, that, Cal- I will, I will no. demolish your mountain. I promise you. Cal- Cal's not going on the... It would be... Yeah, no. it would be AD. Good. Uh, but Coach Good. Cal's not going up there. But that's where I would put it. Right across from your residence. I can handle that. Yeah. It's rude, but I can handle it. <laughs> Really brings down the home value. That's fine. The resale is going to be tough, but, uh, but okay. Uh, that's recess for you. We hope you liked it. Well, how can it, let us know if you love oddly specific and senseless Mount Rushmores, or if we can make it better? Yeah, we had fun with it. That's that's all that matters, because us having fun is you having fun on your Saturday listen. Uh, let's go to T- PTO's picks. La, la, yeah. la, la, wait till I give my money right. This table's hot. I want some of this money. Get me in this game. Come on. <laughs> Have you ever seen this much cash in your entire life? Gambling. 
doesn't say anything about gambling. It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Money! Money! Be rich. Usually you pay double for that kind of action cotton. Thank you, at Walsh Disney, for that introduction. My name is Mr. PTO, and this is PTO's Picks, where I make the picks and you make the moolah. Uh, last week, um, we had a little... Let me clarify the air about what happened. Um, I was supposed to pick between Kentucky and Tennessee. Actually, I believe that was two weeks ago. Um, two weeks ago. I apologize. Because you didn't did not, show up last week. Yeah. Yes. Um, I apologize. I did not, not make my pick. The reason for that was I was going to post my pick, but when I, I didn't realize that the Kentucky game started so soon, and by the time I checked it, Kentucky was down by 15. So I just oh. let it, <laughs> and I would yeah. have lost my pick anyway. Yeah. So I let it go. Um, why, why tarnish your name when yeah, you know it's coming? Exactly. Yeah. Don't add add to the insult. But uh, this this week we're gonna do something different. As uh, at Walsh Disney had for uh, for for mentioned, uh, we are actually watching the Duke North Carolina game right now in the ACC uh, tournament semifinal. Um, I'm taking Carolina plus four right now. It's uh, 17 minutes left in the second quarter. North Carolina 44, Duke 48. Close game. I cannot wait to see how this uh, turns out. Uh, the second part of PTO's picks, um, just because it's going to be a little bit of a different week, I wanted to weigh in on uh, the Nick Bosa, um, Kyler Murray take. Kyler Murray. Yeah, the conversation yeah. from last week. Um, until until uh, Kyler's measurables passed that – you know, his hand measurable and his yeah. height. I was all on the Bosa train as far as the number one overall. I think Arizona trades uh, Josh Rosen and they end up drafting Kyler Murray. Too many signs are pointing to Kyler Murray going, Kyler Murray going to uh, the Cardinals. Um, I just don't see it being Nick Bosa. Where I think yeah. the Cardinals could actually benefit, I wouldn't say more, but in the long run, I th- I think Bosa might be the more the safer pick. Oh, definitely. Um, I think it's going to be Kyler Murray. I'm kind of with you. Uh, I think it's going to be Kyler. There's just two... Where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. There's so much smoke right now. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's kind of where I'm, I'm leaning towards. And uh, Bosa will be a great pick for... Uh, who is it, the Niners that have the two two pick? I think the Niners are gonna be scary. That's what I'm telling you, like I, I tell, I just laid yeah. out earlier. Yeah, what's gonna happen? That's yeah. a good line. Yeah, that is three Pro Bowlers. That's scary, very potentially. Um, yeah, that's really PTO's picks. It'll probably get like straight back on if you're one of those types who like needs to hear the plus and go gamble or whatever. The the normal PTO's picks that'll get back on track next yep. next week. Yep. But for now, we like to do future picks and fun stuff every once in a while. Yeah. With our betting, because if you're not, then what's the point? You're not having fun. Get out. If the you're kitchen. just having fun losing money, go go pay off your student loans. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, or something like that. But yeah, that's PTO's picks. There's no vault door because what are we closing it in? Yeah, we're not locking it in. We locked it in last week. We locked it in last week. So instead, that's the episode we've got for 
for this week. A lot of news, but hey, we got a bunch of stuff coming. This is usually the time where there's a bunch of news and then in like a couple weeks, it's going to slow down and you'll get most of the nonsense. Oh, yes. So be prepared for the nonsense and be prepared next week. March Madness is going to kick off. Whoa, it's already March Madness. NFL free agency and the draft are all uh, happening slash coming around the corner as she comes. And we have a bunch of competitions. We already talked to you about the March Madness Bracket Challenge. That is happening. Remember, the 19th, the 21st, Sunday is when it kicks off. Be ready to get your brackets in. We also have an NBA playoff bracket predictor. We're going to make NBA playoff brackets just like we did with the Super Bowl and the NFL playoffs. You can join in if you want to send out those pictures to us. And the NFL draft predictor, that's at the end of April. So just a preview. Hey, look out for for that. We did it last year. Um, we guessed the first round. Try and see, just for fun, who was closest with our NFL drafts. I think if I remember right, I was the only one to get Baker first overall last year. Was that uh, was that correct? You might have been. <laughs> I don't remember. I think actually there was a tie. Was it? Bales and I won. Yeah. I think I got the first overall pick I think right. you did get one. But I right. didn't do I think good. you were the only person to get the position and the team. Yeah. Everyone else was just like close. Yeah. Um, so those are the competitions that we have happening. We like to be competitive. Yes. Like Pete Carroll on this on this podcast. Other than that, you can find us at bold underscore nonsense on Twitter or on Instagram, which we use way more often. Actually, this week's move was just attacking the bold nonsense story, really pushing Kentucky. Uh, very, <laughs> very biased, but we're going to let it slide. You know who's posting. We're going to yeah, know who's posting. That's a bold dot nonsense. Follow us there if you haven't already. Or you can uh, hit us up at the bold nonsense email, boldnonsensepodcast at gmail.com. Oh my God. He learned it. I did. It has only been a year and a couple weeks. And he finally learned it. We're proud of you. Yeah. We're not going to clap. We did that earlier. Don't know the sign and login, though. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you can only learn so yeah. much. Yeah. You can only learn so much in a week. Uh, expect the shows on Saturdays. You should be listening now on the weekend because we are your weekend. Listen. You can find it. SoundCloud. Thank you to everybody who listens there. Or on iTunes where we really push you to subscribe, rate, and review. We love the reviews. Uh, we try and look at those on a weekly basis. Tell everyone you know about this podcast. We want to grow our listenership and just get to talk and communicate with everyone about the things we love, which is sports and the nonsense and hanging out with with. You know, it's it's my two best friends this week. One of my two best friends, and all of you friends. That's why that's why I started off with hey friends, because we love the the connections. Talking nonsense, talking sports with chill dudes and yeah. chill gals. Yeah, there's there's so much argument and and like real anger with today and especially like the politics world that we just want to talk about sports and have a good good time, drink some great scotch. Yes, and just. Just keep it loose. Yes. You know? And on that note, I'm going to say, for at Still Smooth, Mr. PTO, much love. For at St. Bale, since he's not here, cheers and something to interrupt me as I get out of here. (laughs) 
and I'm at Walsh Disney. If you love it, love us. Thank you so much for listening and all the support you give us. This is episode 56 of the Bold Nonsense Podcast. Stay senseless. very little i hate goodbyes it's over go home go